This is December 17th, 2020. Uh, that means we're, we're sort of settled into the very longest nights of the year, darkest time of year. And, uh, maybe that's why I'm thinking of all of the victims of, uh, COVID. Um, I think it was last week that we passed the 300,000 mark of, uh, just in the United States, deaths attributed to COVID. We're already up to, oh, it's so hard to, to keep up with it, up to 320,000, 325,000 now. But, uh, I thought it would be appropriate to, stop and honor or remember, memorialize these 300,000 some dead in our country and then the altogether one and a half million worldwide. It's as staggering as these numbers are, it is difficult to assimilate them, isn't it? I keep up with the news, check in with um, main mainstream sources of news, and so I, I notice that uh, the numbers, especially when it's Day after day, month after month, this drip, drip, drip of these numbers, statistics that come at us, and uh, they're so abstract. It's just so, so difficult to feel. How can anyone feel each of these deaths, these these terrible deaths? Maybe we're not meant to feel them, but at least we can remember these people. It's it's what we don't want to do is become callous to it, uh, and yet. I think it's very easy to become numb uh, when we don't have faces, really. We have numbers. Who was it? uh may have been Stalin who said, one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic. So I'm struggling here to not become numb to all these deaths and to try to find a way to acknowledge the the magnitude of what we're going through. They sometimes use 
you hear analogies. They, they, they want to, instead of, they want to go beyond statistics to something a little more like, uh, uh, they, they give some number of fatalities to COVID equal to the number of people in the city of such and such, or, uh, um, that's equivalent to all every week, the number of people who could fit in Yankee stadium or, or things like that. They try to, it's, it helps a little bit, makes it, makes it a little more concrete, takes it out of the abstract, but still, still, how can we absorb these numbers? Maybe we just can't. You know who who has to absorb these numbers or absorb these deaths at, they're close to are the critical care healthcare workers, the critical nurses and doctors who have a daily exposure to these deaths even if not deaths, then these 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 critical uh, cases on respirators. Um, I've seen a, a, a few times, I've seen uh, nurses testifying to the anguish that they go through uh, day after day, now for months. Um, I've seen them come to tears in these in these interviews um, they talk about how they have to serve as as surrogates uh, for the for the family members of these patients because of the the hygiene the restrictions um, even the closest family members are sometimes not allowed in to be with the dying person their their parent or their sibling or even their child they can't be with them as they're dying the patient is left with one of these bodhisattvas who work there a nurse or a doctor who who the patient may barely know so so here you are drawing your last breaths alone alone in a way that probably none of us can remember ever having been that alone as we're dying without even someone we know next to us these these Nurses and doctors do the best they can, but they're they're shrouded in PPE, in this these masks and shields and gowns and gloves and so imagine that's the last thing you see in your life is this figure whose face you cannot even see. And then 
the grief of the survivors. Anyone who has lost a parent or a sibling or a dear friend, or a child, of course, even grandparent, knows that kind of grief. Especially when it's, uh, it's all the more so maybe when it's sudden, when you haven't had the time to adjust to the person fading away. I think uh, our president-elect Joe Biden uh, has come up with some very heartfelt ways of, of, of referring to this kind of terrible grief. He, he's gone through so much himself. Uh, he talked about uh, how you, you're left with this black hole in your heart. He's, he's, he was talking in, in, in the context of of all of these victims to the COVID or the uh, that empty chair at the table. It's terrible. Even since I began this talk, 10 minutes ago or whatever, there are people who have died in this country alone of COVID. It's the, the sense of, of, uh, of the terrible finality of death for the survivors, the terrible finality, the, 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 in inescapable sense that the person is gone. Gone. Just the collective grief that has occurred that is continuing, that will continue into the next year. The grief of so many people, the mass, the tears. Well, those of us who believe in rebirth don't see death as final. It sure feels final when it's someone close to you. But I thought... It may be something today to do uh, the memorial prayer from just me alone to recite the memorial prayer that's the sort of the heart of the Buddhist memorial service or funeral, either one, uh, to recite the memorial prayer. Uh, for these 320 whatever thousand people just in this country alone. Um, I don't know. What else do we do? What else do we do? So that's what I'm going to do. Just uh, a little explanation in in 
in Zen and Buddhism more broadly, uh, the memorial prayer is done uh, as a way of addressing the deceased. According to the Tibetan Book of the Dead and other old texts about death and dying, um, the sense of hearing is the last thing to go after death. And so there is there is a, a very real sense, I, I believe this, there are all kinds of accounts of people uh, having perceived things, people who were momentarily uh, dead and came back to life of having heard things, as, as, as impossible as that seems. So the, in the memorial prayer, we're addressing the deceased directly. Um, but if that's too much for anyone to believe in, um, maybe it's a little easier to believe in the way in which in a memorial service, the memorial prayer, we are calling on uh, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, uh, which which really means uh, Buddhas means enlightened ones. Bodhisattvas, of course, are great beings of wisdom and compassion. Um, maybe the best way is to think of of, of what we're doing is calling on our own bodhisattva and Buddha nature uh, as a way of honoring the deceased and helping as a way of of, of um, fortifying the deceased as she or he uh, finds their way through this intermediate state uh, that we call the bardo. So this will be a, a, a memorial. The memorial prayer will be directed to those collectively, to these hundreds of thousands of people who have died. Uh, now at this, we've reached this juncture of kind of a Buddhist number three. The Buddhist the number three. So without uh, rambling on, I'll just uh, read this. I'll just uh, do it once, and then I'm going to follow it with uh, a recitation of a poem, a Japanese poem, called Flowers, also directed to, uh, collectively, to these uh, victims of COVID. But first, the memorial prayer. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, abiding in all directions, endowed with great compassion, endowed with love, affording protection to sentient beings, consent through the power of your great compassion to come forth. O compassionate ones, you who possess the wisdom of understanding, the love of compassion, the power of protecting an incomprehensible measure, COVID victims are passing from this world to the next. They are taking a great leap. The light of this world has faded for them. They have entered solitude with their karmic forces. 
they have gone into a vast silence. They are borne away by the great ocean of birth and death. O compassionate ones, protect these victims who are defenseless. Be to them like a father and a mother. O compassionate ones, let not the force of your compassion be weak, but aid them. Forget not your ancient vows. And then, now, the poem called Flowers. This is reserved for funerals, generally. I'm going to read it now. The world is a flower. Gods are flowers. Enlightened ones are flowers. All phenomena are flowers. Red flowers, white flowers, green flowers, yellow flowers, black flowers, all the different kinds of the colors of flowers, all the different kinds of love shining forth. Life unfolds from life and returns to life. Such an immense universe. Oh, many lives. Flowers of gratitude, flowers of sorrow, flowers of suffering, flowers of joy, laughter's flowers, anger's flowers, heaven's flowers, hell's flowers, each connected to the others and each making the others grow. When our real mind's eye opens this world of flowers, all beings shine. Music echoes through mountains and oceans. One's world becomes the world of millions. The individual becomes the human race. All lives become the individual, billions of mirrors all reflecting each other. O COVID victims, there is death and there is life. There is no death and no life. There is changing life, there is unchanging life. Flowers change color moment by moment. Such a vivid world, such a bright you. Victims of COVID, you were born out of these flowers. You gave birth to these flowers. You have no beginning and no ending. You are bottomless and limitless even as you are infinitesimal dust. Victims of COVID, you are the flower, you are love. All beings shine out of their uniqueness, all melt into the oneness of colors. You are one, you are many, only one moment, only one unique place, only the unique you. Beside you there is nothing. You dance, appearing in all. From nowhere you came to nowhere you go. You stay nowhere. You are nowhere attached. You occupy everything. You occupy nothing. 
You are the becoming of indescribable change. You are love. You are the flower.